You're listening to the Summer Camp Music Festival Podcast with your host, Camp Counselor Derek. Ahoy, campers! Summer Camp 2019 is just eight weeks away. It's about time to dust off the old camping gear. And speaking of dusty, my guest today is a mummy. That's right, I talk with the lead singer and guitarist of Here Come the Mummies. If that sounds crazy to you, stick around to find out more. The mummy. Is it dead or alive? Human or inhuman? You'll know. You'll see. You'll feel the awful, creeping, crawling terror that stands your hair on end and brings a scream to your lips. Now, in summer camp news, they just released the Red Barn lineup for this year. If you haven't been to camp, you should know that the Red Barn shows are late night shows that do require an extra ticket. There's limited space in there. And if you're butthurt about the extra cost, there's plenty of other music going on around the festival at that time. Uh, But the lineup looks like this. Thursday is Umphreys McGee with a yet-to-be-named opener. I think they discontinued the tradition of doing a show in the church for a select few, so hopefully this barn set fills that gap while allowing many more people than would fit in that church. Uh, Moving on, Friday, that's May 24th, is Moe, headlining with Pigeons Playing Ping Pong Supporting. Saturday night will be a DJ set from Chromio with Lotus opening that evening. And Sunday Funday, we'll see Papadocio with Manic Science starting things off. Now, as always, one way to ensure entrance into one of those shows is to get the old VIP package. I believe you get one of those Red Barn tickets of your choice for the first tier VIP upgrade, and uh, two with the deluxe upgrade. And then there's the baller packages, the super deluxe. You get uh, tickets to all those shows. Uh, and just a heads up on that whole system. The, the late night wristbands are, or at least in the past, have been linked electronically to your main festival wristband. Meaning if you want to sell one of your late nights, or more importantly, if you are buying one off someone, make sure you hit that Red Barn box office to make it official. They aren't always scanning wristbands at the late night barn shows, but sometimes they are. And I'm just throwing out there so people are extra careful about shifting late night passes around and don't get unexpectedly left out of a show that they paid for and really want to see. Now, if you don't want to throw down the extra cash, but you still want to see a show in the barn, make sure you do the Make a Difference scavenger hunt and get into the free Everyone Orchestra show. Uh, The scavenger hunt is uh, very easy, folks, and, and that Everyone Orchestra show is not to be missed. Music. Yeah, true music. Uh, Not just rock and roll. It chooses you. You know, it lives in your car or or alone, listening to your headphones uh, with the vast scenic bridges and angelic choirs in your brain. You know, it's a place apart from the vast, benign lap of America. So the summer camp on the road tour just wrapped up this last weekend with two nights at Martyrs in Chicago. I was there on Friday night, and I, I really believe that any of the bands I saw could hold their own at summer camp. I'll have more on the chosen ones from the tour, that is, uh, the the bands who will go on to be at summer camp in an upcoming annual On the Road special. Uh, But I did want to pay compliment to all of those bands. They were really great. One thing I did notice was a heavy Umphreys McGee influence on a couple of these bands. I'm talking in terms of lead guitar style and the structure of the songs. 
really made me think about the influence that Umphreys has had on younger musicians out there. Uh, so again, more on the On the Road from 2019 in an upcoming podcast. And it's that time of year again when we are choosing new camp counselors to join myself and the crew. Uh, people tend to ask what the hell we do. Uh, well, I, I make a podcast. There are some great photographers in the group, and you'll see their photos popping up on social media. And there are a ton of blog posts that you can read in the campfire section of the, of the website. Uh, some of the counselors keep an eye on the Facebook group, which was actually started by a counselor. There are many counselors' videos on YouTube, and uh, all the counselors have different interests musically and different strengths in terms of what they produce for the program. Uh, this program allows you to find your way and celebrate the festival in, in whatever way makes sense to you. And in return, we get some pretty sweet access. So that said, if you think you have what it takes, you can apply at campfire.summercampfestival.com. So I'll be looking forward to that. And as always, if you have any comments, suggestions, requests, true crime docuseries concepts, critiques, or Festy Pants McCooler Boy memes, you can always email me at podcast at summercampfestival.com. Now on to the interview. So this is a little different, folks. My guest today is thousands of years old, and it shows. It shows in his skills on the lead and rhythm guitar, uh, his skills as a singer, as a cunning linguist, and... He's, and his extensive knowledge of the human anatomy. That's right, it's Mummy Cass of Here Comes the Mummies. Now, if you're asking yourself, as many people before you have, what the hell, I'll, I'll try to explain as best the lore allows. Uh, well, I'll let them explain first. According to their website, some say they were cursed after deflowering a great pharaoh's daughter. Others claim that they are reincarnated Grammy-winning studio musicians. Regardless, here come the mummy's mysterious personas, cunning songcraft, an unrelenting live show will bend your brain and melt your face. So the legend has it that this band was started when some of the members were under contract with some record companies, uh, contracts that prohibited them from playing uh, live in other bands, and thus was born Here Come the Mummies, a band of seriously talented misfits that appear on stage as mummies. What I hadn't realized before I did this interview is that they have been playing for 20 years. Now, I'm sure there have been some turnover in various band members over the years, but 20 years is an impressive record for any band to stay together. And uh, 20 years deserves better improv skills than you will hear from me in this interview. Uh, although I stand by my horrible pun that I make about halfway through. You'll, you'll know it when you hear it. Uh, so here's Mummy Cast, lead guitarist and singer for Here Come the Mummies. Stick around for the Jam of the Week from the Mummies. Hello, Summer Campers. I am here with Mummy Cast of Here Come the Mummies. How are you today, Mummy Cast? I'm doing good, man. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. Um, so, uh, well, the first question I ask everyone, and uh, I'm very interested to hear uh, your answer, is um, I ask every every artist on the podcast what their first concert was, and, and I know some people grew up around music, so I guess the, the question is, what's the first concert that really had an impact on you? Well, man, the first concert I ever went to was 2,500 years ago. I don't think you would have heard these guys, but... Uh... Man, I got to tell you, I think uh, maybe Earth, Wind, and Fire or George Clinton might be one of the first, like, modern-day ones that really kind of hit me hard. 
Oh. I, I did go to a Julie Andrews concert when I was real little, too. I, I don't, hope that did not influence me too much, but uh, the hills are alive, baby. You know what I'm saying. <laughs> well, uh, you know, you know, George Clinton's going to be at summer camp this year. I know, uh, baby. I am looking forward to that. I'm going to be here watching that, I can tell you. And and they're saying that uh, summer camp might be the last festival for George Clinton and Parliament Funkadelic because George Clinton is retiring. Yeah, we may see if he wants to join our band, though. That dude is one funky dude, I tell you. things about um, when when you guys started. I've read uh, 5,000 years ago. Uh, you said 2,500 years ago. Um, how, how did you guys all uh, find each other? Well, we were all mummified, and uh, they brought us back to a museum. I think it was on the East Coast somewhere, maybe in the D.C. area, but uh, we all live in Tennessee right now. And, uh, yeah, we kind of started jamming together probably about Man, so it's been a full 20 years since we've uh, been resurrected and uh, possessed by the, the funk soul uh, ghost or whatever you want to call it, the spirit that makes us uh, try to be as funky as possible. <laughs> um, and so, well, so your first recording was in 2002. Was that just, uh, were you guys playing together for, for the, you know, 4,000 plus years before that? We were, and I think we may have started that that actual like the first record maybe in 1999. We were playing oh, okay. music already, yeah. And I don't think we put it out because you know, no one was giving uh, mummy jo- mummies jobs back then. I'm I'm glad the world has uh, opened their eyes to let you know mummies you know work in the food service industry and parking cars and all that stuff. And we were able to finish our project back then. <laughs> Do you? Do you, do you think that uh, that kind of treatment towards mummies? I mean, is that uh, is that due to how we view mummies in popular culture? I mean, how do you feel about how mummies are generally depicted in movies? Man, I think they make us look pretty good. I, you know, the ones I knew were pretty mean, and and even though they're scary in the movies, uh, we're still it's, it's about right on, man. And uh, you know, I think probably the uh, legalization of some recreational. Uh, uh, things may have helped people accept us a little more too. Maybe they here, think here. they're not seeing what they're seeing, if you know what I'm saying. Do you believe? 
I do remember the first time I saw you guys, and it, it was at summer camp, um, and it would have been like four years ago, and, and I walked up, and I, I thought, what the hell is that? Which I would imagine is the first reaction of a lot of people, but uh, yeah. uh, upon getting closer, man, you're immediately sucked in. You guys are a hell of a bunch of musicians up there. Man, thank you, man. I, I remember that summer camp, too. I think we... Uh... I think Tom Petty might have been there, and yeah. I know that we we did our set, and then we finished up. We ended up doing a man. I think it was like a drum a drum jam with Mo, like during their set at the end of the night. That's right. I remember that. I'll have to see if yeah, I can man, find a clip of that. <laughs> I barely remember it, but it was fun, man. It, it was a good time, and that <laughs> Mo, man, those guys are great.
Um, I think today they just really uh, they just released their tour for the summer. It's going to include Blues Traveler and G Love of, of G Love and Special Sauce. Nice. Uh, so I'm expecting Popper to be up on stage with them at summer camp. I think that'll be interesting. Um, so uh, we'll speak in a camp. This is your so this will be your third performance at camp. Is that right? Uh, yeah, we didn't we missed the last couple because you know I think sometimes when it's the gets really warm outside, we get extra stinky. And I, I think if the wind's not blowing, it could be harmful to human beings' health. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> um, but you're currently on your Dark Matter tour, is that right? Yep. Yeah, we're hitting it again. 2019's looking good. And, uh, uh, yeah, we've already had uh, – we've just started. We kind of do a lot of – it's like sporadic. We'll go for about a month, and then there'll be like a weekend or two off, and then we hit it again. But we already been a bunch of places, and and it's been it's looking real good. We sold out Detroit, Indianapolis, and Atlanta already, and uh, we just got back from uh, Boulder, Colorado, and and it it was a snowstorm, and it was nearly sold out. So we're really, really optimistic so far this year. Yeah, the word's getting out there. I see your tour takes you to uh, North and South Carolina in March, and then uh, what Ohio in April, and uh, a couple stops in Virginia and Maryland right before camp. Yeah, man, we're uh, you know we're all over. Uh, we we just played. Let's see, I think one of the Carolinas last two weeks ago, and that went pretty well. And I guess we got a couple coming up. And yeah, I mean, we're real excited. It just seems. Seems like uh, I don't know. You always, you always get optimistic this time of year, but it's it's looking better than than any of the years I can remember. She's a girl who knows exactly what she wants. A man who knows her game and well aware. So many eyes in the fire in a jungle gun. Tricks on the hook and balls in the air. She spends a lot of time with Peter. Willie's always up for it. Richard is so smooth and slick. She loves Dick. Oh, yes, she does. She loves Dick. She can't get enough. She loves Dick. And, oh, hey, I was going to ask you, did you hear that Toots and the Maytals are going to be at camp this year? Uh, I was curious if you've ever met Frederick Toots Hibbert. No, I have not, man. Well, I mean, the reason I was asking uh, about Toots is I just wondered if we have Toots in common. Uh, oh, man. <laughs> you've been Terrible. working on that one. I, I appreciate it, man. That that gets a thumbs up. <laughs> he wraps. It wrapped thumbs up. I I appreciate that, man. I looked at some of the lineup already, and what was it uh, like? We got Cross-eyed and the Fish List, and Jeff Austin, and and uh, I mean, we, I, it's it looks like it's going to be one heck of a, a good festival this year. Yeah, for sure. So, and I, I mean, I guess I, I should ask you a little bit about uh, that. There's rumors that uh, some of the band members have some Grammys. Is, is there any truth to that? Can you confirm or, or deny that? Well, I probably shouldn't, but uh, there has been a quite a few 
band members over the years, and, and I think there's there's some truth to those rumors. And I think even uh, on the lineup this year, there's there's one or two uh, noteworthy uh, members. All right, fantastic. And uh, well, and we were talking about George Clinton. He just got the uh, Lifetime Achievement Award at the Grammys this year. So yeah, it's about uh, time, man. If if you if uh, if you had a Grammy, where would you keep it? That would be one of my questions. Well, you know, we've got places all over the United States that pretty much let us in any uh, legitimate museum. Uh, and it's kind of funny. They'd, they'd have some kind of, you know, uh, frequent punch card so we could sleep anywhere. But if you're a mummy and you, you know, knock on the back door of a museum, that, that guard's going to let you in. You know, it, it's almost like you're supposed to be there. <laughs> all right. So, uh Say you tend to just hit museums that were in on your tour throughout. Uh, other than that, you're con- confined to the sarcophagus that is the bus. Yeah, they sometimes stick us in the trailer. Sometimes they've shipped us on airplanes. You know, you, you've been in the sitting in your airplane seat watching the baggage go up, and then those those nondescript boxes that say yep. fragile or biohazard on them. That's us, probably. All right. Well, I'll uh, I'll keep a look a lookout for you next time I'm next time I'm uh, flying. So there there seems to be a common theme in many of your songs. Um, do do you know what I'm talking about there? I I definitely do. Is this a kid show? Because pretty much most of these songs are about my wiener of some you know, or some one of the other band members' private parts. We this is uh, this is a mature audience only podcast. You can say whatever you want. Okay, well, this, most of the songs are about my wiener. Late at night when the bars are closing, alcohol takes its toll, and the drinkers need the favorite vendor. Taste a treat of sausage splendor. Oh, the little man behind the car. Police can't catch him because he's way too smart. The smell of mustard in a big umbrella. Public man's got the perfect cover. And uh, have have you uh, have you run into any pushback for, uh, from the you know kind of recent events of the the whole Me Too movement? Well, no, because I mean, if you if you do listen to the songs, first of all, if you think they're dirty, then shame on you because they're all kind of backed up and they're shrouded in uh, in some innuendos and stuff. But but I don't think anything is pushy, and it all seems to be consensual. So I don't none of no mummies want people doing stuff they don't want to do. But if you're into being naughty and you feel a little horny, we we welcome you with open arms and open anything else, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> Indeed I do. I, I mean, I was thinking I, you, you guys are probably, in, in more ways than one, the horniest band at camp. We hope so, man. Uh, and that's saying something because, you know, being in a small van with a bunch of dudes, uh, you get pretty horny, and uh, and so there's probably a lot of horny bands at Summerfield. 
Uh, yeah, I mean, I can't. There, there, there's been some brass bands, but uh, n- maybe not any as quite as large as yours. So um, that makes me feel good to hear you say that. <laughs> All right, man. Well, uh, I know we're getting close to about the time that I uh, I promised you, and, and you've. Uh, I, I mean, what wh- what does your average day consist of? What do you, what do you have to get back to now? Well, I like to uh, sit around and write music and stuff, but, you know, I probably have a a strenuous maybe two-and-a-half-hour day, uh, which, you know, consists of uh, waking up, drinking a bunch of shots of espresso, playing guitar, uh, worrying about everything, and then I just go right back to sleep. All right. Yeah, yeah, uh, this is past my bedtime. Well... I uh, I know that I've already used a, a, a precious 20 minutes of your two and a half hours that you get in any given day. So uh, I, I will let, get, let you get back to it. Um, how, how about your, uh, your 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 wrap there? Do you have to do you have to replace those very often, or is it all all original wares? Oh, it's all original. Some of that stuff is stuck right to the bone, man. <laughs> all right. Well. Uh, hey, man, I want to thank you so much for being on the Summer Camp Podcast, and uh, we can't wait to see you and, and all your all your horns at Summer Camp, and uh, we'll, we look forward to seeing you there. Man, thanks, Derek, and I got to tell you, man, here come the moment who loves Summer Camp. Can't wait to be there, man. And, uh, man, yeah, any, anything you need, give me a call, baby. Hopefully we'll see you come up and say hi to us when we're there, man. Will do, absolutely. All right, All right. Dude, thank you. All right, man, take care. Thanks again. Bye. We don't close the door, cause baby more is more. We're truly rich, we're truly poor, so come in and take the floor. Everybody's welcome in my party. Don't be to be a freak or more. A freak among freaks. Okay, my thanks again to Mummy Cast. Can I just say, it's really hard to do an interview without knowing the history about an artist. I, I one time dressed up as a ghost for Halloween and went to a party, and I, I committed to the costume and I never took the sheet off, but people found it very bothersome to carry on a conversation with an unknown person next to them. But Mummy was a ton of fun to talk to, and I'm really looking forward to their return to camp this year. Uh, but for now, I'll leave you with the jam of the week from the Mummy's performance at Summer Camp 2015. Here come the Mummies with Wonders of the World. I'll be back in a couple weeks, folks. Be good, y'all.
Jump in the jump. 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 Jump in